1: everyone welcome to the asian hustle network podcast today we have a very special guest with us his name is stephen ducks stephen is a day trader who turned twenty seven thousand dollars into almost 10 million dollars in seven years with over four million dollars in trades in 2020 alone. He is a mentor who has taught thousands of beginners how to day trade. Some of his students have supplemented their income and gone off to turn day trading into high five, six and even seven figure portfolios. Unlike other day trading mentors, Dux posts his trades, both wins and losses and verifies his account statements to show full transparency behind all the trades he makes. He lives in Ohio and loves taking vacations at the beach to relax. Stephen, welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Stephen, welcome to the show. I mean, we watched your interview on Jubilee Media a year ago. Mm -hmm. At first, we were a little bit skeptical, but now we're we're into the
2: system now. So, Stephen, tell us about your upbringing and who you are. All right. So, um, well, My name is Steven and then they call me Ducks because they can't uh, pronounce my entire full name. (laughs) So they can pronounce the first three letters. So that's why my last name turns out to be be Ducks. And um, talking about my trading stories, I came here when I was 16, Mm -hmm. uh, went to high school in Cincinnati uh, and graduated uh, from high school at 19. That's where I started um, day trading because I was in this engineering major. Uh, of course, in engineering major, normally are very difficult. So uh, I was in this funding project and uh, where like 50%, 60% you know, almost accomplished the project. And the professor said, we got no funding left. Uh, so they have to like interrupt the project. Uh, and that was very uh, disappointed because you know I was very interested into the interested into the project and wanted to finish it. Uh, so I thought about myself to uh, get the funding by myself using my you know little tuitions I got uh, because I don't have to pay the tuition until the end of the semester, uh, but you have to pay a little bit more extra, uh, including the interest, uh, by the end of the semester. So I used that found, uh, at the beginning of the semester, did a whole lot of research, uh, used my engineer mindset, um, tracking statistics, testing, uh, different systems for thousands of times and, uh, pre- pretty much learning nonstop 10 hours a day. Uh, I think I haven't, took a break for almost a year and a half, mm-hmm. uh, just studying the market mm-hmm. um, I think on the first six, uh, first nine months I turned twenty seven thousand into nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. and uh, there is some losses in there, but it was uh, the growth that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, before that, and I was also experiencing some breakups and also some some of the dramas that teenagers are supposed to go through. (laughs) Um, So it gave me the motivation to do it. And also a lot lot of family pressures as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there, um, since I turned 27,000 to 900,000, a lot of people wants to know my stories, Mm -hmm. uh, how I did it, uh, what's my method. Then I started this trading service uh, back in 20, I think it was 2016 or no, 2017-ish. So after that, um, my trading career, just personal trading performance was doing very well and we're heading into 2020, 2021 is even better. The market is unreal <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, other than that, I think I'm hitting, I don't want to say the cap of my, this trading industry, but I'm, I think I'm very close. Uh, yeah, so.
0: that's awesome. And just for more context too, like, did you, did your par- how, what did your parents say
2: about this? And what was their upbringing like up to a certain point where they're like, yeah okay so you know i'm originally came from china and you know chinese parents are asian parents you know they're super strict and they want you to be you know very successful on your career either as doctors engineer uh, lawyers Mm -hmm. um do very well on the finance industry so they're very against of me trading stocks they were so i have to trade it secretly behind them and yeah. secretly using my tuition to trade it. I know it's a really risky move, um, but I know the system behind it because I tested thousands of times. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically I didn't tell them for two years. And after two years, I uh, almost graduating from college. They came over here and they saw the house and they saw the cars and they were very surprised from that point, they have no problem with it. So, um, Yeah, that's the family story there. That's awesome. You know, we've seen your website Mm
0: -hmm. and it says, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And underneath that says, for my girlfriend who broke up with me, for my Uh, father waiting to prove me wrong, for this country, which backed me into your corner and gave me such a few options let's yeah. quickly dive into the relationship you have with your dad you know we heard this quickly in jubilee media yeah and we're curious about this mm-hmm. And so, then your
1: relationship with your mom as well because we know that um i read a couple of articles where you said that you were a lot closer with your
0: mom
2: yes um so i have a very complex <laughs> family history so all right let's start um, so at the very beginning my mom was a very successful woman I think she was on the top magazine for the one of the most successful women mm-hmm. in our region and I think at that it was in the 19 uh, 1980s mm-hmm. um, she was making millions of dollars she owns restaurants she owns hotels and she owns uh, tons of businesses that um, and because she's a woman, she attracts more, uh, businesses and, um, people coming in there to do deals with her. So, uh, after that, for a few years, um, my mom had my brother mm-hmm. at that point, I think China was still on this rule of you can only have one children. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically we have to pay a tons of fees, uh, and, uh, my dad is also moving from the hometown to, um, Chongqing, which is in the middle of the China. So my mom has to, you know, f- kind of forced to sell all her businesses, uh, t- and also taking care of me and my brother, cause since at that, that time I was very young. So then my dad got all the, you know, all the funds. So. She- he invested into uh, real estate, built several, um, I think, uh, I think it was 36 floors. And I think there was like 36 buildings. Yeah. So I think he made solid amount of money. And um, I think it was, I never heard of the actual amount of money, but they told me it was like billions of Chinese ren. So it's probably one hundred million, one hundred fifty million. 100 million, 150 million. So after that point, uh, my dad starting, uh, because my dad came from a very poor family. Mm-hmm. So when all of a sudden that he's in this huge economy boom in China, especially in the real estate industry, uh, he, he's lucky and he made tons of money and he starts to, you know, driven away from the marriage point. Um, so it's more like, um, um, having another woman outside of our family and that caused a huge uh, fight between me and my brother and my mom. And also I think my dad owes a lot to my mom, but he is not respecting that. Mm-hmm. So it turns out to be that we have a decent uh, family branch. So my dad is only one that's very successful. And everybody tends to, you know, approach to him into a very, mm, how did I say this? Uh, you have to come to ask me for me to do you a favor. So mm-hmm. he thinks he's the, you know, the top, right? Everybody needs his favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he tends to look at kids that way too, because he has to carry out all the kids. Like, okay. He graduated from this college. I have to go ask my friends hey, can you guys not actually build a relationship to help this kid for his future? Mm -hmm. Uh, So he kind of looked us down into that way as well. I have to, like, approach to him and ask him favors. And it seemed like I'm always uh, uh, some, um, hmm. Trying to keep him happy and living up to his expectations? Yeah. Uh, Not... um, like, I feel like I always have to ask him stuff and also have to, he has to wait for me. I don't want to say beg, but it's more like turn, turns into that way. So, um, so I was very unhappy about that. I came out to do college and it turns out, you know, the average expenses for, uh, out state college student is around 60 K a year. And after that there's like a uh, dorm fees and stuff like that. So, uh, and my brother is also coming out here as well. So it's costing him about 200,000 uh, a year. And uh, he's always complaining to my mom and always complaining to me that we spend too much money and we are not doing what we want, uh, not doing what he expects. Uh, and, uh, after that I will say, okay, don't send me money anymore. Just leave me alone. Um, so, uh, I told him that and he stopped sending money to my brother's too because i I don't know we kind of got abandoned so at that point uh, my mom doesn't have enough money to support both of us so i kind of run into a wall so at that point i was um thinking about okay what can i do to uh, make this happen also carrying out my brother and potentially carrying my mom as well um I started uh, the job in a dorm. I think around four or five years ago, there is like a a little discrimination uh, Mm -hmm. to Asian people specifically. Um, So all the day job got taken by, you know, um, and then I have to kind of work in the midnight from, uh, I think it's 12 a.m. to 8 p.m. And my classes starts at uh, 9 Mm a.m so uh, no 12 a.m to 8 a.m yeah and my class starts at nine and i was very exhausted i have to stay up for nine hours uh, also including studies i was only making i think it was eight dollars an hour or nine dollars an hour um so i worked a lot uh, eventually i tend, tend to add my uh, money that i made from the dorm, plus the money, uh, including the tuitions, mm-hmm. starting my trading account, initially it was $500, um, grew it up to, I think, a thousand. Then I started again with 27,000, went to 60,000. I actually lost the 60,000, uh, went from 60K to 30K again. So at that point, I started taking this really uh, serious, Mm-hmm. Started building my data, tracking everything and do everything that I can and have this really, because I can't take a, a step back, I have to move forward. So, um, I was trying my best, uh, and, uh, I studied so much. I even got a stomach, stomach, <laughs> stomach <laughs> ulcer.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, your story, there's a lot to unpack there, right? Yeah. Because yeah, thanks
0: are sharing that Thanks for being so vulnerable with us on this episode, because, you know, talking about family stuff is not easy, but yeah. hats off to you, you know, for, for figuring out what needs to be done in order to, be, in order to become successful. And that tends to be a common theme among all entrepreneurs. It's like, yeah. I feel like we're most creative when our bridges are burned, our options are limited and we have yeah. no opportun- no chance to succeed unless you push forward. And that seems like exactly what you did, right? Yeah. So flash forward to 19, when you started trading secretly, like how'd you come up with the initial
2: capital to trade? initial capital was uh, um i think was the tuition and the money that i worked from um uh, from the dorm oh, wow. um yeah
0: wow. what was that mindset like at that point it was like it was it was like not could I, do fine. It? <laughs> could I do it could i <laughs> yeah. what if i lose it like yeah. what is that mindset like yeah, and i never i learn? never yeah,
2: go ahead.
1: Oh, how did your mindset change over time? And, you know, I, I know you've been trading for years now. And so yeah. I would love to know, like, how have you changed just personally, just mind, you know, in terms of your mindset?
2: Yeah. So I never, you know, I have this mindset that, uh, well, first of all, uh, you will be, I can't think, well, I can't think what if I fail. Yeah. I can't think of, I can't think that way. Yeah. I have to think that I can succeed. I can do it. I have mm-hmm. to try my best. There's nothing I can't do. Um, uh, that's the first mindset. The second mindset, uh, after I made, I think the first couple million dollars of educa- uh, trading education and trading by myself, I have this mindset of, um, no matter how much money you have, uh, you have to be, um, I don't know. Be good to your parents and always right. taking care of them. And money cannot change the person, like my dad did uh, mm-hmm. back, yeah, back in the days. So
0: yeah, that's Beth. good motivation right there. And you know, what was a big. Aha uh-huh moment where you're like, this is, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: You actually didn't work in um like corporate jobs, right? Like in cubicle jobs. You kind of just became like your own entrepreneur after you had your dorm jobs. So, yeah, that's not easy yeah. use, yeah, that's, for most people. That's not. So yeah. you want
0: to hear about that? Last time you want to hear. Oh, Uh-oh. man. I want to hear it about when you're like, whoa, this is, this is, I can do this. Yeah. Like like
1: you can do this. Okay.
2: So, um, I have three things that I normally approach into different industries. So first of all, what I will do is I will track for, for stock market specifically, I will track, okay, well, this specific action or pattern wins about anywhere between 70 to 80% of the time. That's the first thing I will track. I will track about a thousand, samples and put them together and see the similarity between them and what I can improve uh, if I traded and what what I can do to perfect my strategy the next time I traded. That's the first thing I will do. The second thing I'll do is I will track how many times does it happen per year. So the frequency of the entire, let's say this pattern happens about 70 times to 80 times per year. Then each time I can make about, in average, 15% to 20%. And my initial capital will be, let's say, um, $500. I can simulate how much I can make throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? So, and I also uh, have to count, you know, we're all humans. So we're sometimes we're emotional, count out all those mistakes that can be made, can be potentially made uh, in the statistics. Then I will have the minimum simulated again I can make by the end of the year that's where once I found out all the well figured out all the systems and tracked all the samples that's where I can I told myself I can do it um and I followed my system that's how I made 27,000
0: to 900,000 wow so. that, that that is it's awesome to hear and out of curiosity too you know trading it's the up and down type of thing right whereas yeah you make some you make some Mm-hmm. How have you dealt with failure and how have you been personally transparent
2: with that with your community? Okay, so one thing that you have to think about is when you are trading the market, it, losses are um, a part of the journey. It, you cannot avoid losses. So uh, each time, whenever I go to um, uh, study from other people, and I only look at their losses because I can only learn from their losses. I never look at their wins, and uh, I can potentially avoid the mistakes they made for themselves uh, just by studying their mistakes. So uh, that's why I'm, I was always transparent because, first of all, that I can learn from my losses, and people, other people, can learn from my losses. If you, if I, if they only look at my wins they will never learn um, anything because there's, there has to be, losses has to be taken. You have to go through the emotional journey. Sometimes let's say you took a loss and you feel emotional, you want to make the money back, then you go in again, uh, but you don't know what's the reason you're going, you just want to make the money back. And uh, I think that factor is very important in trading journey as well. So at that point, it just sounds like gambling
0: then, right? You're yeah. Doing straight emotions. Yeah. Can you share a moment with us where you like, you had your biggest loss ever and how did you mentally overcome that?
2: Okay. So the biggest losses, <clears throat> it was actually in 2020 and 2021. So, uh, I think in 2020, I made close to like seven, $8 million. And, uh, in 2021 is I think five million so far but the losses has increased as uh, a lot as well because if you're let's say you want to put in two million dollars into this trade your losses also amplifies if you take a loss uh, and then there's like a mental limit for how much you can take so the, so the highest losses i took before 2019 was actually around one hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand per trade now it's approaching to like three hundred thousand. so um, when I look at losses, I will look at my biggest wins and biggest losses to compare. Okay. My biggest wins definitely overruns my biggest losses. That's all, and that's why I'm okay with it. But to go through that mental limit of just see that 300,000 on paper is, uh, it's pretty hard. So personally for me, I still have a lot of, you know, uh, stuff to improve. And, uh, to handle losses, basically you have to start from very small, uh, your, let's say your losses per trade will be hundred dollars, then increase to 200 and I slowly went from a hundred to 300,000 in, in, uh, in the yeah. course of seven years. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Everything's, you know, high risk, high reward type of situations. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of our listeners on this call that don't understand how trading works. Can you kind of Mm -hmm. walk us through like the
2: basic fundamentals and basic terminologies that we should be aware of? Okay. So fundamentals. And, uh, normally that when you are trading, especially day trading, uh, you don't have to look at the fundamentals because every single company that we're trading has a bad fundamental. And that's why they're kind of penny stocks are under $5 and, um, including, um, all the biotechs that can potentially, uh, have contribute or they have a potential vaccine coming now there you have you have to know that news is only one of the factor to make your own decisions but 90 percent of the decisions actually came from the chart you have to study the chart study the chart behavior that's how you make a profit from um, especially in this I would say day trading industry mm-hmm. Um. That's the fundamentals and other terminologies I can introduce. First thing will be market caps. Second thing will be flow. Uh, Flow is basically means that how much, how many shares are available for retail traders to buy and sell. The lower the flow is and the higher the demand is, that means there's not enough shares for people to buy and sell. And there's a, a lot of demand. So that's why, Uh when there is a limit amount of supply and high demand, you will raise the stock price up. That's how GME was be able to go. Um or Gamsa will be able to go from $20 to 500 dollars And otherwise uh, there is market cap. So market cap means uh how much money does the stock specifically worth in the stock market. The higher the market cap is, um the less hmm, that's not, not, how do I say it? Um, the less range you will create on the certain, on the same day. So the more expensive the stock is, on each day can only move up 1%, move down 1%, but the lower the market cap is, the stock can move 1,000% uh, in one day. So the, the more expensive the market, hmm, the more expensive the market cap is, um, you do not want to trade because it doesn't give you enough range for your potential gain especially when you have a small account okay awesome thank you for
0: that yeah
1: thank you for explaining that um i know for a lot of people trading may seem very daunting can you share a resource that was really helpful for you when you first started trading and what people nowadays can look towards if they're trying to get into day trading and they're trying to look for resources. Cause I think when you look online, there's just so many resources and.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, So there's, there's several resources you can use. First of all, that is called the It's a free website. You can check out the uh, top percent gainer. Um, I've been using that for years. Um, Second website you can use is uh, sec.gov. That's where you can check out the stock fundamentals. that you can see the stock actually did offering, or what's the stock worth in the in the current market, and um, uh, what's the insider, what's the institution ownership, stuff like that. So uh, scc.gov is to, is the one to check out the fundamentals. Finviz.com is the one you can check out the chart, and the flow, and the market cap. So awesome. Thank okay. you for that. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Did you ever feel anxious when you first started trading and how have you kind of changed that mindset now? Do you mm-hmm. still get anxious uh, when you're trading like uh, Yes. Every yes. Day?
2: <laughs> Whenever you get anxious about trading, you shouldn't be trading. Um <laughs> like it's everybody look for excitement, more like the gamble of game uh, gambling field in the market, but trading should be very boring process. Let's say um for different people is different. I'm comfortable losing $1,000 on this trade Mm -hmm. and so comfortable to the point that I don't really care if I lose $1,000 on this trade. Mm -hmm. And then I made money, but it's boring um, because I do not care. The gains are um, relatively small. But if people wants to get anxious and get very excited about the stock market, they will actually go in 100,000 and make 20,000, 30,000. That's where they get very excited and they, they tend to make a bigger trade and next time. That's how they lose their other money uh, in one trade. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I rarely get anxious because I'm very comfortable of how much I can lose in this trade. So. Right.
1: Yeah, that's very insightful. What's the most valuable thing that you've learned since becoming a millionaire?
2: most valuable thing, uh, in terms of trading or in terms of,
1: uh, um, in terms of, it could be both trading and just, you know, on a personal level.
2: Okay. Uh, on the personal level that, mm, no matter how much money you have, you have to be humble. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Uh, you never know one day that, you know, as I know, some of the, business owners that went bankrupt during this pandemic and then were lucky so i'm kind of lucky because i'm in the market so it doesn't have to you know relate to real businesses so that you have to be super humble always be wise about your money uh second i would say um, valuable lesson that i learned from the market is human nature is a very important factor Mm. uh, in the entire market because once you know what other people can, will do, that you can build a strategy to counter that. It's a very, uh, it's a very magical thing because you know you will never change. Uh, let me give you an example. So let's say three of us, three of us uh, we bought a stock at hundred dollar. Mm-hmm. Next day you went to one dollar, and we're so nervous we don't know what to do, but. It's already too late to sell because, you know, I'd rather hold it for a long time. I wish it to come back than just sell it at one dollar because I'm already taking. What's the difference taking 99 percent loss than 100 percent loss? Right. So now we waited for two months and the stock came back to a hundred dollars. What's your initial reaction? Mm -hmm. You will sell because you want to cut it even. You don't want to hold that loss no more. At that point, you can short. So for smart people, I can short at hundred dollar because I know what you guys will do. You guys will sell. That will create a selling pressure into the market, and I'm also short setting. So everybody is selling. You know the stock is going to drop. That's where short sellers makes a profit from people's, I would say, human nature. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah,
0: I love that Yeah. That. So that's
1: very insightful, and. Stephen, do you have any big goals for 2021?
2: Uh, we have a platform coming out. Uh, it's a stock trading platform that I want to build my strategy into the platform so it can automatically scan for me and can potentially trade for me as well. So in the future, if I retire, um, if I get bored about trading, uh, not about the money, but if I get bored about trading, then the computer can trade for me. So that's <laughs> my that. next step.
1: Yeah, Love that. yeah, that's really cool. Um, and we have one last question for you, Stephen. And mm-hmm. is what one advice could you give to an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur
0: or someone who wants to fall into your footsteps mm-hmm. when you
2: were nineteen? Yeah. Um, I would say that. There's nothing that you can do if you put enough effort into it. And it's all about your effort. And also that you will know the journey is going to be very, very difficult. And there's going to be some hardship you're going to run into. Um, But once you complete that journey, you're going to look back and you're going to laugh about it. Um, And you're going to be proud of it. So Love that. Thank you, oh, Steven. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Steven. And how can our listeners find out more about you online?
2: Uh, they can find out um, me on um, YouTube or stevenduxy.com. So. Awesome. We'll okay. also include that in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Steven, thank you so much for being the podcast today. <laughs> no problem. Hearing your story and thank you again for being so vulnerable with us yeah. we appreciate
2: that
1: thank you so no, no
2: problem it's i think everybody has uh, a vulnerable um uh, i would say i'm willing to share it because i know other people have very similar experience they're just not willing to share it but if they found out my story that's very motivating. then um uh, uh, it may give them the motivation to become the second ducks so
1: definitely <laughs> thank you so much, steven. Steven.
2: all right well
0: thank you steven and we'll hopefully catch up with you again in a year or two see how you do <laughs> all right sounds good hey guys we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the show
1: we would like to get to the top 10 on itunes so be sure to leave us a five-star review we release an episode every single wednesday so stay tuned
0: thank you guys so much
1: The Asian Hustle Network podcast supports the Department of Health and Human Services COVID-19 education campaign, We Can Do This, in efforts to increase education and awareness about COVID-19 vaccines. Whether due to language barriers or lack of access to healthcare, many Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders face unique challenges to getting accurate vaccine information. We hope that amplifying these resources, especially in other languages, will help reach and protect our most vulnerable communities. Please visit we can do for more information.